You are listening to Worthy Women Ministries' Wonderful Counselor Podcast. This is where our community comes together to get into the Word every single day for the entire year. My name is Mikel Armeo. I'm the CEO and founder of Worthy Women Ministries, and I am your host. I cannot wait to grow with you this year, so let's get started. You know, I really love how God will tie everything together to remind me, hey, you're still my girl. I got you. I'm not going to let you go. You know, I've taken a couple of days just to sit back and reflect on some things that have been going on uh, in my life and around me and to really just process, you know, how, how, Lord, do you want me to respond in this situation? And because of that, you know, I really felt like I need just to be quiet for a couple of days. I need to be quiet for a couple of days. And I really need to focus on what I need to do internally with myself. And so because of that, I'm just like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to take a break from the podcast for a couple of days. And you know, there's a lot to be said about that. Leaders, we can tend to, we have all this pressure. We have people looking up to us. We have people coming to us for answers. We have people, you know, that it's a lot whenever people say, hey, you know, you really have an influence on me, you know, and and we we know like, hey, we want to be consistent. We want to be this, we want to be that. Um, All of these characteristics that we want to show to the people who are following and look up to us and God has, has brought into our flock to tend to, um, but but we shouldn't underestimate the lesson of sitting still and being quiet. You know, they're watching us sit still and be quiet too. It, you know, and that's a valuable lesson. And it segues perfectly into the scripture this morning. We're going to be in Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 13. We're going to read verse 13 all the way through to 20. And in this section of scripture, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he's, he's breaking down the parable of the sower of the seed again. And so he's like breaking it down even, even more. And he's like, okay, are you guys, you guys don't understand this yet? Like, if you can't understand this, how are you going to understand any of the other parables? Like, I love seeing the, the personality of Jesus as he interacts with the disciples yeah, you know, it's just it's really it's really awesome to see and know Jesus through the scripture. Um, just real comforting. But it segues what I was just talking about, what's going on in me personally, and the example we can set by just sitting back and being quiet and meditating. We're gonna see how the depth of our soil is found. And is developed and is tilled when we slow down. When we slow down. And why is it important to have depth of soil? Well, if you're taking care of anybody, you need a crop that is going to produce a bountiful harvest. You know, you think about in in their time in scripture... The only way that you fed your family, the only way you took care of the people that God had brought to to you to take care of was by being a farmer, tending the sheep, having cattle, being out in the field, 
growing fruit and vegetables from, from the garden. That's the only way you fed your family. They didn't have grocery stores. They didn't, you know, I mean, they had markets. But everybody had to farm in that time to take care of their family. And so it's good to, to kind of grasp hold of that understanding as we read this and we learn how to apply it to ourselves today because as we apply it today, you know, God gives us people to care for and in the kingdom of God, if we are not producing a bountiful harvest in the things of the spirit then we are going to have people who are weak, malnourished. You guys following me? So let's get into the word. Let's get into the word. Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 13. And he said to them, who said to them? Jesus said to them. He said to who? To the disciples. Okay. It's good to know. (laughs) Who's speaking and who are they speaking to? Jesus said to them, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables? So now he's like, okay, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break it down for you guys. Okay. The sower sows the word. Hmm. The Bible, the word of God, the sower sows the word of God. Right there is an emphasis that if you are caring for people, And you are, whether you recognize you're caring for people or not, even if it's just one person, you are caring for someone. If you are caring for people, you must be in the Word of God every day. If you are going to build for the kingdom at any capacity. You must be in the Word of God every day. You must be pursuing the counsel of the Holy Spirit intimately with spiritual eyes to see and to hear and to understand and know. Otherwise, you will not produce a harvest. So here's the thing. You can go out here and you can produce in your own power. But you're not going to see the fruit that that reflects the kingdom of God. And people who walk in the Spirit, they can see whether your fruit is from from your own hands and in your own power and your own strength or if that fruit is from God. They can know because they're walking with the Lord. He gives us the discernment and the ability. So if you have a desire to build for the kingdom of God, you cannot produce a harvest unless you are in the word of God. Because the word of God is the seed sown. Let's continue. Verse 15. These are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown. And when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. Okay, so this is the first picture that Jesus gives the disciples that he gives us this morning. He gives us a picture of individuals who are standing beside the road, looking off from a distance, and they're an earshot of the word, right? They're an earshot of the word, but they're still just kind of off at a distance. And he's saying like, hey, these people, 
Satan comes and takes away the word, the seed that's sown, the seed that they need to produce a harvest. It's, it's, ta it's taken away by Satan because they're still on the fence. These are your, your lukewarm Christians. These are your pew warmers. These are the people that are Christians on Sunday and, um, you know, they're, they're just totally in the flesh the rest of the week. They're, they're, they're staying in a, a posture of being spoon-fed their entire life. Hey, if I just dress up on Sunday, if I just dress up on Sunday and show up at church and sing these songs and bring my Bible, you know, that that's good enough. But I'm going to go home and I'm just going to cheat on my wife. I'm going to cheat on my husband. I'm going to live in sin. I'm going to go out and party on Saturday night, you know, and... And just, you guys get what I'm saying. I mean, there's so many different things. I don't even like calling people out like that. Like, you should know. You know. If you're being convicted about what you're doing during the week, praise God. Because he's drawing you to him. Just let it go. Because I'm telling you, he's saying, come in. I want the seed that I'm trying to sow into you to stick because I want you to have this abundance that is promised to you as my kid. You're adopted into a royal priesthood. There's a different way to live. We don't, we don't live through striving and wearing ourselves out. Rely on me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Let me carry it. That's what he's saying. You know, and so I hope that, that you know, if you're feeling convicted about, man... I'm totally double-minded. I'm, I'm doing this on Sunday, but then the rest of the week, what am I really reflecting? Am I doing anything? What am I reflecting? Does my life reflect the body of Christ all week long? And that's who we get this first picture. Jesus gives us this picture of the person that's just standing beside the road. And they're in earshot of the word, but Satan just comes in and he snatches it away Nothing is ever able to produce. There's no harvest. There's no nothing. Nothing even gets to sprout out of the ground of those individuals because Satan comes and gets it so quickly. Second picture, verse 16. And in a similar way, these are the ones sown with seed on the rocky places who when they hear the word immediately receive it with joy. Okay, this sounds good, right? Okay, so we can have rocky places in our heart when God's sowing seed into us. Oh, okay, and we're going to experience the joy of the Lord. We immediately receive it with joy. But let's keep reading, verse 17. And yet they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then when affliction or persecution occurs because of the word... Immediately, they fall away. Whew. There's so much to unpack in this, right? One of the first things that sticks out to me is that the affliction or persecution occurs. Why? Because of the word. Let me tell you, a lot of the reason why people stand on the side of the road is because they, are, they don't want to experience the affliction and persecution that is promised that the believer will experience if they want to produce fruit. This verse, verse 17, 
tells us that affliction and persecution occurs because of the word. So because of the word, which in this parable is the seed sown, because seed is being sown into you, you are going to experience persecution and affliction. But let me tell you something. You cannot produce a crop without it. You just can't. And so this is why people stand off to the side of the road. Or they just come in on Sunday and warm the... Because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Right? It's uncomfortable. <sighs> so many different directions. Lord, help me. So these rocky places, right? And I love how it, it emphasizes immediately receive it. They immediately receive it. Slow down. The Lord says, slow down. Sit with me. Tarry with me. When I speak a word to you, open up and let it, let it set. Stop moving so quickly. This was me for a really long time. And we see a lot of the newborn believers, um, especially the ones who, you know, they receive the gifts of the spirit and it's just so overwhelming there's just, it's 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 a feeling it wakes them up now they have eyes to see ears to hear and it's like they're just chasing after it again and again and again and again and again and again but what happens when affliction and persecution occurs we have to be teaching leaders we have to be teaching by setting an example to those who are following us to slow down. We are not going to see God's provision. The people watching us cannot see God's provision if we're always the ones out here doing it. So now let's move on. Let's move on to verse 18. And others are the ones sown with seed among the thorns. This, this gives us a snapshot of what are you surrounded by? What kind of people do you have around you? You know, um, you can have good soil, but if you have a horrible community that's not going to hold you accountable and encourage you, that's like being surrounded by thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word. But the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things enter and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful okay this this talks about our community all of these distractions you know paul says it's not my desire that you take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one see we have to go and do and we have to engage with the world because we're called to be a light but who who has access to you intimately are those people people that are better than you even when it comes to their walk see because that's when maturity really happens is when we when we are excited about not being the smartest person in the room <laughs> or do we have to be the smartest person in the room do we have to be the most spiritual person in the room. That is like number one red flag of a lot of maturity that needs to still continue to happen. And and I'm not 
dogging anybody because, man, these lessons are hard. There's affliction and persecution to this growth, y'all. It ain't easy. And this is where we can have compassion for one another because we, we get it, right? But we will know the tree by its fruit. We're going to know. We will know whether you're operating, I'm operating, we're operating in the spirit of the Lord or of the kingdom of hell. Because there's only two kingdoms. So you're either serving one or the other. So what kind of people do you have around you? Do you have a bunch of people around you that are going to be a bad influence on you? That are, you know, mediocre, lukewarm? You know, it's okay. It's okay. You know, I think that God says that we can have, you know, just these little things here and there. There's nothing wrong with that. Are those the kind of people that you have around you? Because the word of God, Jesus tells us, red letter, that it's going to choke out the word if you're allowing these people to have intimate access to you. If these are your friends. So so what are we called to examine? Ourselves first, always. Are we just standing by the side of the road? Is that us? You know, are we are we chasing after something that that we need like that quick we need that quick response? We we need to feel the feeling real fast. Are we going from from you know moment to moment of just like oh man that lasted you know just a short time you know just just yesterday I had like was in this service and man the Holy Spirit just hit me and and let me tell you praise God that he does that for us because it's amazing and it strengthens us but then you know the next day oh well you know this person said this about me and now I'm gossiping the next day. I mean, come on, Lord, convict us. You know, is that us? Are we moving too quickly? Or are we surrounded by people who aren't really living for the Lord? Because, see, all three of those things will keep us from producing the harvest that God has declared we have access to. And if we didn't have access to it, he wouldn't be teaching us red letter. What's keeping us from having it? So this is where I get excited because the Lord started putting it on my heart. Pray this, pray this. Because I was like double portion, double portion, double portion. And the Lord was like, no, 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 Mikkel. We're not going to pray for a double portion. This is what I want you to pray. Look at verse 20. And those are the ones sown with seed on the good soil. And they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. How many times? Hear these numbers. 30, 60, and 100 times as much. Man. 30, 60, and 100 times as much. 
Can you think about how many women would have access to resources, who would get to know who their savior is, who would be able to break free these from these generational curses that their children, their grandchildren will be saved from, from addiction and bondage and abuse and, and incest and, and, and just all of these wicked, wicked, horrible things if we could produce 30, 60, and 100 times as much. I don't care if I have to go alone. I am going to tend to myself first before any reputation that I have publicly, before what I anybody thinks about me, any title, any anything. I am going to tend to my soil. I'm going to hear the word and accept it. And that means I'm going to let it cut me. You know, we talk about how the word is a sword. And so many people will approach this posture of the word to the word and, and, and just be like, oh, well, this scripture, that's for them. Not me. Mm-hmm. I know somebody like that. They need to hear this message. <laughs> These people crack me up. These people crack me up. Oh, Lord, help us, you know, because that like people are out here reading the word. How can I how can I make it make make it apply to this person? No, we have to be willing to let the word of God cut us. Because if we're going to walk in abundance, if we're going to produce 30, 60 and 100 times as much then we have to let those thorns be cut off. And it's our soil. Because <laughs> the soil's in your heart. The word has to cut you. We have to accept being cut if we are going to bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 times as much. We can't be the most spiritual person in the room anymore if we're going to produce 30, 60, and 100 times as much. We have to humble ourselves. We have to learn how to love the pruning. We have to learn how to love conviction. We have to learn how to love repentance. And we have to change our perspective about how we expect others to engage with us as brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm thankful for the people who ask me the hard questions. The ones who truly love me. The ones who really understand why I'm going after 30, 60, and 100 times as much. And because they want me to experience that, they ask me hard questions. Hey, what sins have you picked up along the way? Mm, okay. So um, we're going to put that down, right? <laughs> you remember the 30, 60, 100 times? You know, you say that you want that, but your actions aren't really reflecting that right now, Mikkel. That's how we get there. 
And if you think you can get there alone, hey, more power to you. More power to you. That ain't me and my journey, and it's not God created us for fellowship. How do I know this? Because even God himself is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Even God is in fellowship. It's a reflection all the way through through his identity and who he is. So if you think you can do this alone, you probably have a pride issue. And I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. We have to mature. We have to grow up. Especially leaders who we are tending to. You know, if God's called you to the nations, you better get ready to get so low. Because the harvest, it's going to need to be 30, 60, and 100 times as much in order to tend to the nations that he's called you to speak to. Are we disciplined enough to do it? Are we surrounding ourselves with the people that aren't going to choke out the word, but are, are going to say, hey, <laughs> um, this needs to be cut off. That's what love is. And when we come to the understanding that all of these things are required for the abundance that God has for us, we'll begin to see the correction and the conviction and, and all of these things as love. Because it that's really what love is. So be prepared for persecution and affliction, but also know that abundance comes from, from it. Abundance comes from it. So what's the condition of your heart today? We get three pictures in this parable. Where are you? I know where I am. I've spent time letting the word cut me this morning. And I'm thankful for the people that are going to hold me accountable. But where are you? Do you know? Pray over, pray over this scripture. Ask God to reveal it to you. And then get around people that you can talk to about it. They're going to love and support you. Because guess what? This 30, 60, and 100 times as much isn't just promised to me. This is promised to all of his children. So if you want your 30, 60, and 100 times as much, get honest with yourself. Get honest with yourself. This podcast is made possible because of our proud supporters around the world. If you'd like to learn more about Worthy Women Ministries and how we are helping women discover their worth, identity, and purpose in Jesus Christ, you can visit our website at worthywomenministry.org. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and donate if you feel led.